Hello and welcome back to Battle Plan, the podcast focused on spiritual warfare. I'm Steve Hemphill, and Battle Plan is an ongoing discussion of how we put our faith into action. Our website is active-faith.org, and my email is stevehemphill1 at me.com. I'd love to hear from you. In the last episode, we started a series on, uh, or we, we continued a series on prayer plus Jesus' blood, and we told Stephen's story. Today, we're going to continue that discussion of prayer plus Jesus' blood, and we're going to talk about prayer and Jesus' blood on the ground. That's the first of seven places that Jesus shed blood during the crucifixion week. Uh, this symbolizes that the blood of Jesus has the power to overcome the curse on the earth because of Adam and Eve's sin in Eden when the ground was cursed. This happened, of course, uh, in Gethsemane as sweat drops of blood fell from his face. The curse on the ground was a result of disobedience. We know this from Genesis 3.17. ERV says, uh, Then God said to the man, I commanded you not to eat from that tree, but you listened to your wife and ate from it. So I will curse the ground because of you. You will have to work hard all your life for the food the ground provides. Now, it wasn't just the land of Eden that bore the brunt of that curse, but all creation was affected. Romans 8, verse 20, NLT, against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse, but with eager hope. There was no death at all before sin. Romans 5, verse 12, GWT, sin came into the world through one person, and death came through sin. So death spread to everyone because everyone sinned. Sin and the curse on the ground also brought decay. There was no rust or mold or mildew or decay or thorns or thistles or pain or aging prior to sin anywhere in creation. Genesis 3.19, CJB says, You will eat bread by the sweat of your forehead until you return to the ground, for you were taken out of it. You are dust and you will return to dust. Adam's sins, you see, gave death dominion. Romans 5.17 NCV says, One man sinned, and so death ruled all people because of that one man. But now those people who accept God's full grace and the great gift of being made right with him will surely have true life and rule through the one man, Jesus Christ. One of the biggest consequences was that the curse on the ground made it hard to get food. We had to work for it. Prior to the curse, they just plucked or harvested whatever they wanted to eat. The curse changed all that. We must work hard for food now that the land has a curse on it. Then God said to the man, I commanded you not to eat from that tree, but you listened to your wife and ate from it. So I'll curse the ground because of you. You'll have to work hard all your life for the food the ground produces, Genesis 3.17, ERV. Additionally, the land's masses were all connected, which is now, which is how animals from the ark were able to spread throughout the world. Uh, but the curse also led to a flood, and all the water above the sky fell to the surface. Uh, Genesis 1.6, Amplified, says, And God said, Let there be a firmament, the expanse of the sky, in the midst of the waters. Let it separate the waters below from the waters above. There was water on the surface of the planet. There was also water between the atmosphere and outer space. This water canopy above the sky would have filtered out all of the cancer-causing ultraviolet rays, 
when God made it flood, it rained down to the surface and raised the water levels to the oceanic proportions we now have. This is part of why we have cities at the bottom of the seas. There were also no thorns or thistles before the curse, as I mentioned. Genesis 3.18, the land will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. The curse caused there to be great pain in childbirth. It says in Genesis 3.16, to the woman, he said, I'll greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain, you will give birth to children, yet your desire and longing will be for your husband, and he will rule with authority over you and be responsible for you. God had all this in mind when the blood of Jesus dripped down from his head onto the ground in the Garden of Eden. He prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. Luke 22, 44 NLT. The blood of our Savior canceled the curse on the land, paving the way for his kingdom, for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, which he also taught us to pray for. Satan wants you to think that the curse on the earth is permanent, that death is a permanent Part of history, but the Bible teaches that death from the curse is temporary. There was no death in the original earth, and the last enemy to be destroyed and removed is death. First Corinthians 15 26. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. So, in light of today's thoughts, let me suggest that part of your personal battle plan might be to remember that the curse on the ground is temporary, and that God plans to reverse that process. You can help work with God to begin by staking and praying and anointing with oil and claiming the ground for the king and the kingdom. Maybe you could pray like this. Lord, this world is yours. This country is yours. This land is yours. Satan has tried hard to take it, but you own it. I pronounce your claim on the land I'm in charge of by praying it out loud and staking it and anointing it as the land now dedicated in service to you and your kingdom and your plan for it and for me. In Jesus' name. See you next time on Battle Plan. We'll talk about uh, Jesus' blood on his face and cheeks. Keep praying because prayer works. God loves you and I love you. Have a great day.